Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, the border bill is dead in arrival. The question, though, is the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas also dead in arrival? At least two Republicans plan to vote no. And former President Donald Trump, the D.C. Circuit Court, says he has no immunity from his actions as president. There's a constitutional disaster waiting to happen. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We have talked about a lot of things. We've covered a lot of ground on the show, as we often do. And we go where the news goes, because I think part of the beauty of Afternoon Drive is that we are all over the breaking news issues. So as we speak right now, it is down to the wire on the vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. And it will come down to attendance because Steve Scalise has been out. He's battling cancer. Several Democrats and Republicans missed votes earlier today. Absences on either side could affect the outcome. And that's happening right now. Um, Look, Mayorkas is a disaster. But I don't have any faith that even if he gets impeached, that the Senate would remove him because the, the Senate is controlled by Schumer and McConnell. And they're on the same page with all this stuff. I mean, Mitch McConnell... And Chuck Schumer run the show. They're buddies. They're all part of the swamp. You know, they 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 publicly say things that they have to say sometimes, but they don't mean any of that stuff. They're all they're all buddies. You know what I mean? They're all buddies. Here is uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democrats in the House, who is defending Alejandro Mayorkas against impeachment charges. Cut number eight. Again, uh, what does the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas have to do? with building a healthy economy. Nothing. What does the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas have to do with addressing the inflationary pressures that have existed on the economy since the shutdown of the economy as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? Nothing. All right, that's enough of him. I can't can't take it anymore. Thank you. Uh, Tucker Carlson is in Russia, and the media is freaking out about that. So this is controversial, obviously. He's there to interview... Uh, the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Now, I want to make a point that I think is worth mentioning. And it's a point that Colin Rugg put out on Twitter earlier today. It's actually a retweet of something that Glenn Greenwald said. And Glenn Greenwald pointed out that I think it was, it might have been 60 Minutes, it might have been 
uh, well, it was one of those shows, you know, and, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Mike Wallace who went, went to Afghanistan and interviewed Osama bin Laden in a cave, you know, prior to 9-11. I mean, they went out there and he went and they did the interview and he came back and he was talking to people about, you know, what it was like. And he did speak to the authorities, the American authorities about it. But journalists interview bad guys. I mean, I think Nord O'Donnell sat down with um, Bashar al-Assad from Syria, if I'm not mistaken. Or it was one of them who did. I don't know. They all, they all kind of run together. But the point is that Tucker Carlson going over there is causing the media to freak out. That a journalist is interviewing a quote-unquote bad guy. And they can't stand the fact of that. They absolutely hate it. To prove that point, here is from CNN. This is now uh, Aaron Burnett fuming about this. Cut 16. A massive shakeup in Kiev coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin supporting celebrity. Just listen to how Russian state media is breathlessly celebrating his visit. Independent journalist Tucker Carlson has flown to Russia from the U.S. via Turkey to Vnukova Airport. He saw Spartacus Ballet at the Bolshoi Theater, had lunch in a nice restaurant, went for a ride around town, rode the subway. He charged his smartphone via a USB port and connected to a fast and free Wi-Fi internet. He charged his phone, although they're knowing the details about the fact that it was during USB port may give him reason to think twice about all of this. But look at them talking about him like a celebrity. Everything he does on camera, breathlessly repeated. Now, it is unclear if an interview between Putin and Carlson will take place. But if it does, it gives Putin a chance to sit down with a big supporter. Glenn Greenwald put it best when he said the U.S. corporate media drowned Americans with dozens of interviews with Zelensky that didn't include a single challenging question. Now people are pretending to be angry that Carlson's interview with Putin, which they haven't seen yet, is similarly fawning. He said corporate journalists are angry Carlson is interviewing Putin solely because they're afraid Americans will finally hear a different perspective. It's the same impulse that led them to demand TikTok censor the bin Laden letter. These journalists exist to promote U.S. propaganda. He also said not a word. Uh, he was talking about how somebody was going on about, I hope Tucker Carlson will press Vladimir Putin to release American journalist Evan Gershokovich from prison, which I do too, by the way. But Glenn Greenwald points out not a word from this person defending Julian Assange's press freedom rights or criticizing Biden DOJ's attempts to extradite him. Few things are emptier or more cowardly than journalists who pointlessly criticize repressive acts by foreign governments, but not their own. And he also points out that Biden just allowed the Ukrainians to murder a U.S. journalist, Gonzalo Lira, in prison, where he where he was in prison because he criticized Zelensky. And virtually nobody in corporate media said a word. They don't care about press freedoms, only when used as a cudgel to advance U.S. war policies. So here's Tucker Carlson on his uh, his ex account announcing that he's interviewing Putin and giving his justification for his reasons why. And you can decide if he should be doing this or not. 
Got 17. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda. Propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. Let me just Putin. stop it real quick. Um, it's a pretty stunning allegation that Tucker Carlson is making that the Biden administration spied on him and tried to uh, use their efforts to intimidate him to not go over there. And, you know, I got to give Road Warrior credit because if we don't, Matt, you know, we'll hear about it. <laughs> So let me thank Road Warrior for sending a picture. It's a little picture uh, montage or whatever you call a picture with uh, various pictures. 
of Vladimir Putin with Barbara Walters, Vladimir Putin with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos, Vladimir Putin with um, Charlie Rose, and Vladimir Putin with Tucker Carlson. And under the other three, Walters, Stephanopoulos, and Charlie Rose, it says journalism, journalism, journalism. Under Tucker Carlson, it says treason. Uh, Let's continue. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. and We want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group. Nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, TuckerCarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. John Miller was the uh, was the journalist who interviewed Osama bin Laden back in the late 1990s. John Miller. Uh, So. That's happening. And then. In addition to that, I should point out to you the fact that obviously the president today came out and said we need 60 billion dollars for Ukraine. He's wearing his Ukraine tie. So I think the question is, as a journalist, can we understand why Putin is doing what he's doing? And then as Americans, since we don't have a debate on this in Congress, we our Congress doesn't debate these things anymore. They just put them into supplemental bills and just vote on them and pass them. And I certainly don't feel like I know the full story. I don't think I understand everything. I mean, do you honestly? I, does anybody? How, how can we? There's no debate. If Congress, the Constitution is pretty clear. It wants Congress to debate these things. They're not doing that. That is the big story of the day today, by the way, brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. My dentist, my friend, the master of dental implants. Go see him today for your perfect smile, VenariaDental.com. But to argue that he's a traitor or it's treason or anything else for him to go over there and interview him is insane. I mean, that's that's just crazy. But, you know, this is the time we live in right now. Tucker Carlson is going to be accused of this because, obviously, I've told you before, corporations are all in on the Ukraine war for various different reasons, but mostly comes down to money. And a big part of that is because there are a lot of people in the military industrial complex getting rich off this war. I mean, $60 billion going to Ukraine to buy munitions. And that's munitions that would come from American defense contractors that a lot of people get rich. The swamp has a lot of lawyers and lobbyists and everybody else who are all saying this needs to happen. This needs to happen. Maybe you will hear the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin and conclude it should. We should continue to fund Ukraine. We should be all in. Perhaps you may hear it and get a different perspective. Perhaps you may say it's irrelevant and and, and it doesn't move the needle either way. Who knows? But the point is, if we're going to be right now, we're we're talking about a, a, a quote unquote border bill that includes $60 billion for Ukraine without a congressional debate on the merits of funding this never ending conflict in Ukraine. We're not calling for a ceasefire with Ukraine. We're calling for one with Israel, but not with Ukraine. And what I'd like to know is when we know the swamp 
is getting rich off this. And we know that then the corporations and the corporate media are trying to so quickly shut Tucker Carlson down and call him a traitor. And they're, and they're not interested. You know, the mainstream media, corporate media is not, with the exception of the New York Times ran an op-ed from Vladimir Putin. And when was that, Matt? Do you know when that was? Uh, I think it was 2013. 2013. But now you can't engage any of that. And I told you, again, the reason why the intelligentsia, the establishment is behind Nikki Haley is Nikki Haley would keep their war going. The military-industrial complex is getting very, very rich off of this war in Ukraine. A lot of the same people from government go to work on the boards of these military-industrial companies. A lot of the same people are friends with the same people who own the big corporations, and they're all buddies with the media. I mean, it's a revolving circle. It's a it's a continuous uh, feedback loop where they only get the same feedback from each other, and they don't want you to hear anything to challenge any narrative. That's very key here in all this, obviously. So we'll find out what Tucker says. I'm, I'm not going to comment on an interview I haven't seen yet, but I look forward to watching it. I don't see why anybody would be intimidated by a conversation with somebody like that. If nothing else, maybe perhaps it'll move the needle for people to say we should be giving Ukraine another $60 billion. I doubt it, but you never know. But obviously they're, they're, they're worried about that, and so they want to shut it down. And, you know, that's uh, it's a problem. I, I don't I don't understand. Why a journalist right now, for example, in America isn't trying to get an interview with the president of Mexico to find out why he's being accused of being uh, in with the Sinaloa cartel. But again, we don't really have media anymore. We have people that are there, as Bill Maher said it, and he said it well, to push a narrative. That's their job. Their job is to push a narrative. Now, Joe Biden has an opportunity to sit down during the Super Bowl and to have a really Talk about a, a feelsy, hands-goody kind of an interview at Nord O'Donnell during the Super Bowl halftime show, where you know he's not going to really get challenged on anything. I said the same thing as Britt Hume, but I think what Britt Hume said is exactly right here. He's obviously worse than people think he is, which is why they're not letting him do this. Cut 18. News today that President Biden is not going to agree to the Super Bowl interview. Traditional it was. Uh, we had the Super Bowl last year on Big Fox. Uh, he did not do the interview uh, with the news side of Fox News. If you look at interviews by presidents at this time in their presidency, President Obama was at 102. Uh, President Trump was at 36. These are sit-down full-time interviews. And President Biden's at 21. Uh, what do you make of this decision and what does it portend about the campaign ahead. I think it makes perfect political sense if you're trying to get the guy reelected. Um, he's obviously infirm and unwell and too old. Uh, and the country believes that and, and sees it daily when they see him in action. Just looking at him walk will tell you that. So sitting him out, putting him out on an interview and heaven knows what will happen in such an interview and what kind of a mistakes he might make, what inaccuracies he might quote, what stories he might make up you don't know. Uh, keeping him uh, under wraps throughout the campaign in 2020 was good strategy. Uh, uh, the less people see of him, the better he does. So I think that's it's just political calculus and, and uh, he ought to do interviews. The president ought to be able to do them. He really can't, so they don't put him out. Makes sense. My mic was off, sorry, because I didn't want to cough in your ear. I was trying to be polite. Then I forgot to put it back on. Happens, just the, happens to the best of us. <laughs> just my mic's off, you know what I mean? Uh, by the way, a quick question before I go to the White House friend about Kareem Jean-Pierre. 
you get invited to a birthday dinner, do you expect to pay or do you think that the birthday person, like the greater Chris, who I'm not wishing happy birthday to today, like if he invited people out to celebrate his birthday, should he pick up the bill or should everybody pay for his meal? I think everyone should pay for his meal unless he's an incredibly wealthy individual. Henry? Yeah, I second that. I agree. It's unanimous. Because there's an influencer on TikTok who is shredded. Her name is Tinks. You know who this is? I've never heard of no. that. Tinks? She's an influencer. <laughs> Every, everyone's an influencer. <laughs> There's a meaningless word nowadays. She said the following to her 1.5 million followers. If you invite a person to a restaurant of your choosing for your birthday, you should pay for everybody. I totally disagree with that. Completely 100% disagree. Everybody? Everybody. Yeah. I've never seen that before. There's a difference between throwing a party in which you invite people to your house to celebrate a birthday party and everybody brings a gift. But in lieu of the gift, when you go out to a birthday dinner, everybody, the expectation is you're treating the birthday boy or girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's polite. Like, we took Dr. Maz out for his birthday last week and we, we paid for him and his wife, Joanne's uh, portion of the meal. Maz makes a lot more money than I do, but that's not the point. It's his birthday. We wanted to spend time with him. We picked up the check. I, I, it's not a, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say like, okay, it's your birthday. You pay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. If you invite people to your house for a birthday party or if you rent a catering hall or something, then everybody goes. There's no ex expectation they give you money, but they bring you a gift, right? Yeah, a gift, bottle of wine. Yeah, something. bottle of wine, gift, bourbon, something, all the above. But if in light of that, in lieu of that, then everybody comes to the birthday dinner. The expectation is you pick up the check for the birthday person and their spouse, usually a spouse. I don't think this is controversial at all. No, I've never heard of it. I think Tinks it sounds, <laughs> is wrong. It sounds, I mean, I haven't seen the video, but this kind of almost sounds like clickbait, like just rage bait. Oh, Like just be yeah. com so completely wrong that it's going to get clicks, it's going to get comments and just drive your engagement up. I used to write off a lot of stuff as clickbait, but now I think there are a lot of stupid people that actually believe these things. Because people want to be right and you just say the dumbest thing imaginable and people are going to jump down your throat in the comments and it's like... Good for me. I'm making more money because of you guys. Well, you know what? I think you're right, Henry. I do. Because she's already got like a million a million views and thousands of comments and people have shared this. You know what I mean? And now I'm talking about it. So you're yeah. right. <laughs> I'm only talking about it because it is a really good philosophical question we just solved. I think we all agree. Unanimous. And, and you have to be wary of the rage bait. Don't go for it. Yeah, thank you. Well said. Well said by Henry. Rage bait. I like that. Copyright that. Rage bait. <laughs> uh, here's the White House fanbot responding to why Biden won't do the Super Bowl interview. Take a listen. Hold on. Which number is that? Oh, wait, I got it. Anything specifically on why you're not doing the Super Bowl interview? I mean, that's a massive audience in an election year of people who may not be tuned into the White House for this election at this moment. So, look, as you know, Super Bowl is a great annual tradition. Uh, and uh, look, the president certainly, President Biden, looks forward to uh, uh, to watching the game this Sunday, just like millions of, as you just stated, just like millions of Americans are going are going to be doing that. Uh, and look, you know, we hope that the viewers uh, who tuned in, uh, you know, we know that the viewers who tuned in, they they tune in to watch the game, right? And so, right. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, that is. Uh, um, yeah, that is just a fact. They want to see the game. They want to see their favorite team. They want to see a halftime show. Uh, that is what the super is that type of tradition. The president will find many other ways to communicate with Americans. Uh, 
the millions of Americans out there, and we will uh, find those ways to do it uh, where we think the time is right. Now, Britt Brit Hume is correct. He's much more infirm than we realize, and the proof of that is in the answer he gave today about the hostage deal, which I will share with you next. Uh, former President Trump said the following, Crooked Joe Biden has just announced that he will not be doing the big Super Bowl interview. A great decision. He can't put two sentences together. I would be happy to replace him. It would be ratings gold. Indeed it would. And I don't know if Trump will bring up any dead French people that he's hung out with lately, but probably not. Uh, McCausland Lock Service, they are the best at what they do, and they are proud to once again support our Travis Mannion Foundation Radiothon, which is coming up next month. For over 100 years, Tom, Chrissy, and the entire team understand how important it is to support a great cause like the Travis Mannion Foundation. So if you've lost your car keys or your key fob is broken, you've got to call McCausland Lock Service. They're the experts you need to repair, replace, reprogram original factory remotes, transponder keys, chip keys, and more. In addition to major makes, they also can help with various BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and Audi vehicles. They can help you while you wait, and the best part is they charge up to 50% below what you'd pay at a dealer. They are a full-service locksmith, and they are available for whatever you need, and they are dedicated to delivering superior customer service. So call McCausen Lock Service today at 610-430-1500. Ask to talk to Tom or Chrissy about how they can help you. at 610-430-1500, or visit them. They're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA, McCausen Lock Service. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The only show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. And Toby Keith was our Thank friend, you. and we miss him friend. greatly. Passed away. So True legend. Uh, it appears right now they don't have the votes to impeach Mayorkas. Uh, this is happening live right now, and it seems as if the speaker may be pulling the vote, which means taking it off the table which would, of course, be a huge defeat for Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, but it's not clear yet. 
Uh, Dave Joyce, Republican of Ohio, is one of the undeclared Republicans that they've been watching. He's on the floor right now talking to Tom Ep- Tom Emmer, the whip. Emmer, earlier today, uh, earlier today, I'm sorry, Congressman Joyce told reporters he had made up his mind on the impeachment vote, but wouldn't say how. I don't understand why any Republicans would defect from this. It makes no sense. But Republicans do this crap all the time. They they do they undermine each other. They do this. Democrats never do this, and Republicans do this all the time. And I don't I I don't understand what the upside is here to voting no on this. I cannot figure it out. Uh, let's see. As we watch that right now, and it's happening in real time. So if it happens before seven o'clock, we'll make sure that you know what's happening, what's going on. Um, I just I wanted to just share with you. You know, when Joe Biden got in there. He put forward 94 executive actions in his first 100 days to dilute border security. All the things Trump did and more things you didn't even know about, Biden did. 94 executive actions. Now, we've heard all week that Biden needs extra special superpowers to be able to actually secure the border. And that's a lie. We know that that's a lie because presidents have all kinds of broad authority to make sure that the laws are enforced. And the president also put executive action in to undo what Trump did via executive action to secure the border. But now the White House fembot Karine Jean-Pierre says Biden is not considering any executive action. Cut number six. Last month that there was a crisis at the border, I know the White House is calling on uh, members of Congress to, I think in your words, put policy above politics. In the absence of that, though, uh, is the president evaluating any executive actions that he could take on his own uh, to address that crisis? Is he looking at perhaps a menu of things like you know, maybe a, a state of emergency or new, new policies that he can act on his own? We have a bipartisan agreement that the Senate put forth. Republicans and Democrats came together. There's actually a piece of legislation. Text came out on Sunday. Folks have been working on that for two months. And it is the toughest and the fairest piece of legislation that we've seen in decades. There is something out there, right there in Congress, for them to answer those questions that you just asked me. Uh, Warmonger Lindsey Graham, who, of course, is uh, totally in on this border package, is on TV right now with the dumbest United States senator in the entire mainland, that fraud Richard Blumenthal. Uh, Remember, Maisie Hirono is the dumbest U.S. senator not from the mainland because she represents Hawaii in the Senate. But uh, Blumenthal, that stolen valor moron, he and Lindsey Graham together have a bill to remove tech company liability protections. So the guy who's all in on giving Ukraine another $60 billion and all in on this border deal, Lindsey Graham, wants to now take away tech company protections. Now, I know that that may sound good because you go, well, the children. But what that means then is that they are going to start policing speech and content. And if they're worried about getting sued... For speech and content, that means they're going to take it down. So the minute that you start arguing that men are men and women are women, or the minute that Riley Gaines goes on and talks about how those volleyball players that just won were all dudes and not women, or the minute that somebody goes on and says the COVID vaccine for kids is a terrible idea, or the minute somebody puts out, you know, hey, hydroxychloroquine could help people, tech companies are going to take all that down because they're afraid of being sued, and they don't want to be accused of bullying, and they don't want to be accused of spreading misinformation. And they don't want to do any of those things. So this will be a disaster that will blow up in our faces once again. And the best way I can tell you that it's a disaster is because Lindsey Graham is supporting it, along with Richard Blumenthal. Two morons. Uh, the House is now voting on Mayorkas' impeachment. And the yeas right now are at 201. And uh, there's a minute 41 left on the vote. 
What do they need, Matt, to get the number? Do you know what the magic number so, is? So uh, there are different counts according to different sources. Some people say that they couldn't afford to lose more than two. Others are saying they couldn't afford to lose more than three. I guess it. Depends. But do they need two eighteen or not? Because of uh, no the, less because they need less. Uh, a, I guess a few uh, Congress members that actually aren't in attendance. So what's the magic number? Do you know? I'm not sure what the magic number is off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I don't really know who's even there. This is live right now on the House floor as they're voting to impeach Mayorkas. Three nays is not good, though. Uh, right. Three Republican nays is not good. Because you had said they already had two nays and they couldn't afford to lose anyone else, right? Yeah, so right now it looks like it's Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Ken Buck of Colorado, and Tom McClintock of California. Ken that Buck have is all useless. I mean, these no. people are useless. They're useless. I don't understand the point. Of I don't understand the point of this. All you're going to do is just make the speaker look bad. You're going to embarrass the party, and you're going to give Mayorkas and Biden a win. I don't know what, why you'd vote no on this. You know it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate anyway, so what the hell is the point of voting no? It's a pure Republican stupidity at its best, I'm telling you. Uh, speaking of that, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked a question today on Biden's press engagement. And it turns out he's done fewer interviews than any president in modern U.S. history, but uh, this is what she said. Cut number three. Is there any question? I mean, the president seemed pretty explicit. And I, I asked this in addition to the context of Friday where he'll be posting the German chancellor and it doesn't appear like there's a press conference on the schedule. That's another one of these foreign leader um, visits and skipped a Super Bowl ad or a Super Bowl interview. So it, it just seems, again, like we're in one of these instances where the president is not communicating with the press. And... I mean, look, seriously, stay tuned. <laughs> that is that is that is uh, that is the answer for you. Uh, look, I mean, look, the president took questions yesterday, took questions today, so I wouldn't say that he is not engaged. Well, actually, let's hear Biden answer a question today when he talked about Hamas because this is a mess right now. By the way, the vote right now is two fifteen to two fifteen with one member not voting. I'm going to assume, and I don't know for a fact, that two sixteen is the magic number. That's what it looks like. As of now, it's a tie. So that means that that one member of Congress who's not voting, well, I'm going to guess is a Republican. It is the a Democrats Repu- are all united, Republican. right? Do we, we don't know who it is, though, do we? Uh, I have not seen the name yet. All right. Well, as we wait for that, this is Biden today mumbling and stuttering as we need a babble translation for him as he talks about the opposition, meaning Hamas. Take a listen. You're going to ask me questions. Hang on a second. I'm going to be back on Thursday. I don't want to prejudice what may be going on in negotiations now. So I'm not going to be answering any questions of this. I'll be back Thursday to stand here with you and answer all the questions you want about this issue. Thank you. This indirectly has a lot to do with the hostage deal and what's going on in the Middle East. The decision on what we do relative to Israel, the decision what we do in terms of American funding, of whether we're going to engage with the situation in Ukraine. It all goes to the question of American power. It all goes to, was America keep its word? Does America move forward? There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the. There's been a response from the opposition 
But, um, it, uh, yes, I'm sorry, We're from Hamas. But it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. That's why that's why they don't let him engage with the press for that very reason right there. All right. When we come back, I'll tell you what's happening with this impeachment right now. It's 215 to 215 with one member, one Republican not voting yet. We're coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. That, of course, is the great Willie Nelson with the late, great Toby Keith, who passed away today. Patriot Superstar. That song is one of my favorites. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has survived the House impeachment vote. Now, I, I look, Politics 101 is you, you don't bring a vote up unless you have the votes. You don't, you don't bring a vote up unless you have the votes. That's, that's Politics 101. Everybody knows that. I don't understand this. I really don't understand this. Uh, I understand that Al Green of Texas was not supposed to be there, so they weren't weren't counting on that affecting the quorum. But at the same time, and and I should mention for the record, Al Green was the first House Democrat to tr- to vote to impeach Trump. So quite the story arc for him, yes, indeed. So they weren't counting on that, but nevertheless, they were still way off in their votes here. And now that the totals are. Are, uh, they're, they're now voting to suspend the rules and pass. I don't know. What, what are they doing right now? This is something else now, I guess. Are they trying it again? I have no idea what they're doing now. I really can't figure this out. All I know is that, the, that first of all, the Republicans, there were, I believe, four who voted no, are idiots. They're idiots because all you've done now is you've given a win to the Biden administration and to Mayorkas. This thing was dead in arrival in the Senate anyway. But who cares? That's okay. That doesn't matter. It, 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 you, you stick with the party. You, you push it across the finish line, you impeach Mayorkas, you send a message to the American people, you're trying to do something. And then you let Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell kill it in the Senate. There's no reason to vote no on this. This is Republicans do the stupidest things. I'm telling you, they do the dumbest things. Democrats don't do this. They all vote lockstep on everything, on everything. And Republicans break from the ranks, and then this happens. So now Mayorkas has survived. And now the Republicans look incompetent, the Speaker looks incompetent, the whip looks incompetent. Everybody looks incompetent. And you have four Republicans who get to what? Run home to their district and say, I voted against impeaching Mayorkas. For what reason? What, what's the, what, what, uh, what, what is that going to get you? Even if you have a swing district, how's that going to help you? Everybody's angry about the immigration problem. Biden spent the entire day today blaming Trump for the immigration problem. So you blame Mayorkas. It's, poli- it's easy. This is basic politics here. If Biden's blaming Trump, you blame Mayorkas. And blame Biden and impeach Mayorkas and tell your constituents you're trying to do something about it. This is, it's just, it's utterly, utterly foolish of them to do this. It's utterly foolish. And I don't understand why they'd be this stupid. I really don't. Um, and, you know, and the, and the problem is right now, of course, this is what's see from Luke Broadwater of the New York Times. Republicans are counting on bringing back Steve Scalise, who is battling cancer to try to impeach Mayorkas again after failing on their first attempt today. So I guess they're going to keep trying here until they get to the magic number. But you've got 13 Republicans voting no on suspending the rules and passing, which I'm guessing then is to re-vote. And 13 Republicans are at least have now are no votes on re-voting. So you may not even, you may not even win that vote. I mean, what a, what a, what a disaster. I, don't, I, I just don't understand these people. Honestly, I really don't. And meanwhile... The corporate media is gushing over the border bill. 
James Lankford was on with Dana Bash. Just listen to the gushing from Dana Bash. I mean, this is just, it's CNN. It's just, ugh, it's gross. Cut 10. Uh, well, I, I understand that. I, um, I thank you for coming on. And point of personal privilege, as you like to say, in the United States Senate, I've covered you since you got here uh, to Washington back in, uh, in 2010. And I don't know of a more conservative uh, member of Congress than you. So uh, just to sort of lay out the facts where we see them. Thank you so much. Appreciate wow. it. Wow. What, okay. an, what an unbiased uh, journalist Dana Bash is. Dana, I could name you a lot more people more conservative than James Langford. That's everybody who's a no vote on this bill. Because there's nothing conservative about this bill. Nothing at all. Uh, so the they don't have the votes to even have a second vote here, if I'm understanding this correctly. They don't have the votes. It was not a done deal. And now they don't seem to have the votes now to... If, if I'm understanding what what they're doing, suspending the rules to pass, which would be to vote again. Maybe I'm wrong. But they have 203 yay votes from the Republicans, 46 yay votes from the Democrats. I don't know why any Democrats would be voting for this. I'm confused as to what's happening, but... I think they're, they've switched things up, and they're now trying to pass a standalone aid package for Israel, which also is supposed to not have enough uh, support to pass, but uh, I, I don't well, know. Well, at least that they can blame that on Democrats. Yeah. At least that one they can blame on Democrats, but I don't know why 13 Republicans would be voting against an aid package for Israel. Apparently, some are voting against it because they it's not paid for. It's not. Oh, well, neutral. then that's, you know, you've got Massey and others who are very consistent in their approach to those things. If they don't have the money, if it's not paid for, they're not voting for it. You have some. OK, so let me rephrase what I said. I understand there's some people that are saying we should not be giving out foreign aid. That's a principled stance that they've had. There are a number of Republicans who feel that way. But the Democrats who are voting no on aid to Israel are doing it for two reasons, either out of hatred for Israel or because it does not include any funding for Ukraine. They want to tie the two together. Because if they do an up or down vote on Ukraine funding, that fails. That also fails. And that's $60 billion. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, The great one, Mark Levin, will take it from here. He'll give you any updates on this. But again, Republican stupidity and incompetence at its best. These four members, and we will talk more about them tomorrow, of course, but... Why you bring a vote up when you don't have the votes, I don't know. Henry, thank you for playing all the Toby Keith music today. I appreciate it very much. It was great stuff to honor him and his memory. Uh, Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We're back with you tomorrow at 3. Mark Levin is up next. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 